Welcome to KDC on the Move. I'm Barry Fraser, your host, and we're broadcasted from the speakeasy in the basement of United Metro Boys Academy, a healing place for men and boys. You know, I was talking to um, my inner chamber, and we was talking about a lot of the things that you know we've been through in life, and and it's awful. It's, it's often a very um, jovial and um, very you know, carefree conversation when we're sitting, you know, on the deck talking and, you know, talking about, laughing about when we were young, things that we were confused about, you know, the different choices that we made, you know, we first, you know, started talking to girls and what they felt like, you know, rejection, you know, you know, your first crush, your broken heart, you know, we talk about all those things, man, and we talk about the hairdos, you know, we talk about you know, the shoes, the clothes, you know, the loud clothes we wore in the, in the 80s and the 90s, you know. We talk about the Versace church in high school, you know, that we were so expensive, but we out there trying to buy them, you know. The loudest, I don't know what, you know. We talk about all kinds of stuff, you know, what they did up north, you know. You know, what we did in the south, and, you know. What they did out, you know, out west, you know. We talk about these things and not in the chamber, you know, because, you know, the different expressions that you, you go through is, you know, really kind of based upon your geographic location and how things are expressed there, you know, through customs and family origin issues and things of that nature. You know, so you can't, you, sometimes you just can't help things to shape you, you know, you just become who you are. So I think a lot of people, you know, spent too much time trying to be different than who they are when they really were shaped by their environment to become what the expression is today. You know, that's just what it is. You know, environments create the right, you know, you know, elements to promote proper growth. I mean, so we all in the environment, you know, if you want to take a look at it that way. But, you know, I want to talk to you guys about, or talk with you guys about, because, you know, that's the rule of this show. We don't talk at or to anyone, we talk with you, we talk, we have discussions, you know, conversations. So we're gonna talk about the crossroads today because, you know, we, we had a, a big chuckle in this, you know, we was talking about, you know, man, where were you? You know, when you just came to the decision that, you know, man, if I don't change something real quick, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, I might not, you know, you know the dice not, you know, I might not, I might not hit that number again. You know what I'm saying? If I roll the dice, I might not, it might not come back around for me. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, we're trying to figure that out. That, you know, you know, we all started back saying, no, man, not, you know, when we, you know, as a, a man, you know, you face pressures in family and, you know, you know, hard times, you know, good times, you know, and, you know, we ain't talking about that. I'm talking about when you were a kid, man. You know, the crossroads, you know, where you were standing there, <laughs> you had to make a choice, you know. Okay, let me start off by saying this, you know, ever since my, my boys were little, you know, I always tell them, I say, you know, it's one thing that, you know, no one can ever take from you, that you would never have to surrender, you know. You don't have to abdicate. I said, because you're a king. I said, now, make a choice whether or not to be a good king or a bad king. But it don't change the fact that you're gonna be a king and you're supposed to rule the earth because that's what you're designed, you know, from your creator God. You're supposed to take dominion in earth and look at the environment and make it respond to you, not you respond to it. So I teach my sons that, you know, early on in life, you know. So it, it creates a sense of, you know, responsibility that, you know, whatever happens in your life, you created it. So I don't wanna hear you whine about it. 
you know, so it's kind of like, you know, that approach with my, my sons and, and my daughter, you know, because I don't let them get used to justification and making excuses and all that, you know, because you, you do that as a child, you become an adult, you start making excuses for you not being able to perform your rightful duty as a parent or rightful duty as a husband or rightful duty as, you know, a leader. You know, you make excuses why I didn't do it because, yeah, that sounds good, but, you know, shake that off somebody else's tree. They don't rock with me like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe in a bunch of excuses, you know, because there's no such thing as failure unless you desire to fail at something. So, back to the crossroads, but we was talking about it, so. I said, man, where were you <laughs> in that moment, man, when, uh, when you had, you know, you had to wrestle with Satan. <laughs> Where were you when you had to wrestle with Satan? And everybody looked at me like, oh, man, what do you mean, Bobby? You had to wrestle with Satan? I said, no, man. I said, oh, listen, I said, every man that I know, you came to a point in your life where you had a choice of what direction you were going to go in. You know, on this side of the road, you see a certain path. On this side of the road, you see another path and you're standing there going because hmm. <laughs> if I go this way I may look like this is so much fun you know but if I go this way it seems like you know this might be full of structure and you know I feel like my collar might be too tight if I go this way you know what I'm saying you know that I just, you know, that I don't, I, that, that don't tailor to my body very well, you know. And so, it's the point of your call, really, you know, when you're standing there, because, you know, going one way, you know, it looks fun, exciting, invigorating, and I'ma tell you something. If you ain't had fun sinning, you ain't doing it the way you're supposed to do it, okay? Because sin is fun. Don't let anybody tell you that lie. Like, oh, whoa, I didn't have fun. Yeah, you had fun doing whatever you were doing at the time you were doing it. That's saying it's fun. You know, it's the realness of it. Because it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be able to draw you off your track. It's a decoy. Duck hunters understand that. You do a fake duck out there, you do a squawk, and then you see another cub, you shoot it, you kill it. You know what I'm saying? The adversary ain't doing nothing different. He used the same duck hunt. He throw a decoy out there, see if you go swim over there, you gonna go fly by, cause you think that it's real, as soon as you fly over, you go pop you, pow, gotcha, mm-hmm. All because you fell for the decoy. But on the other side, you looking at the church, and you looking at uh, what are the possibilities, cause now you have to make a decision whether or not you gonna Go with the risk on one kingdom where, you know, the, the risk is high, but it looks like it's going to be fun. Or do I go with the other kingdom? Well, it looks like the collar going to be too tight and there's going to be restrictions there. And I, I feel like it won't be fully express myself. Every man has come to that conclusion, that determination when he came to the crosswords, when he had to identify himself as a believer or not. And a lot of men stay there, you know? Some men get there and they talk to themselves for days. Some get to the crossroads and talk to themselves for weeks. 
Some of them get to the crossroads and talk to themselves for months. Some people get to that crossroads. Some men get to the crossroads and talk to themselves for years. But there is some men who get to those crossroads. And they build a house there. Because they don't want to make a choice on what they're going to stand for, what legacy they're going to leave in this earth. Whether it's a good, bad, good legacy or bad legacy, you're going to leave a legacy. It's all determined by what path you choose. And we all have a choice because I created God, YHWH gave us free will. He'll never tamper with that. He'll never take that away from you. He'll never compete with that. Because you're designed to use your free will to create a reflection of his kingdom. So why would he take your tool bag away? He won't. He'll let you have your tool bag and watch you use the tools. He'll let you, he'll watch you build a house that he know gonna fall. And then he'll let you let it fall. And then he'll tell you, now you know we weren't supposed to use that for that. But then, you know, in our own arrogance and our own free will, you know, in our own self-determination and supreme ideologies about self, we venture off to try it again. That's the cycle. Don't think you're any different. Don't think that the best of us have never done that. Don't think that, you know, the man that you call holy don't have struggles. Don't think they ain't never been at the crossroads. Don't think the man standing in the pulpit, the one that you go to for advice, has never been a point of making a choice. He has. And some of them are still there. Some of those men are the men who built their houses at the crossroads. And they don't want to choose to go one way or the other. So they harbor, they dwell at the crossroad, the fork of the road. So, but when you have leaders who build houses at the fork of the road, you have people who listen to their voices learn that same pattern of malfunction. Because the beautiful thing about fellowship, congregations, is that you're supposed to be, pro it's supposed to be a processing center. You're not supposed to go stay there and just dwell. It's discipleship one-on-one. You expose and release. You expose men to the knowledge base that you have and release them into the earth to expand the kingdom. You don't tie them down with your false principles. You release them. Train and release. So when you're building houses, in this conversation, it's symbolic of churches at the crossroads. And there's no identified house on the hill 
bright shining star, separate and apart, totally identifiable, jewel in the sky, shining city. If there's not a temple that men can go to to get the truth, then there are gonna be generations of men who are on the cusp of society who's gonna make a choice never to stay, step foot into those temples. Because as soon as they walk through the door, they're going to be able to see through the fabric, the veil, the false veil. And they can't change how they grew up. They survival instinct. They wolf syndrome. They're going to sniff you out. No matter if you want them to or not. Because there are some men who deliberately chose the opposite kingdom. And they went over there and they had their day and they danced with Satan. Beelzebub. The goat. Whatever you want to call him. Got a lot of different names because he too has a church. A real and established church. A lot of you all may not know that. There is a church of Satan that has preachers just like there is a church of Christ. For Christ. See, that's how they pull the blinders over your eyes. Deceit in, in plain sight. So they know they got their kingdom, their temple, up on their hill, shining, because they've been centuries in developing it. But see, their job is to deceive you into believing that they're not there in order to undermine the true kingdom. They say, what is above is below. That's their inversion. That's the spell casting. Informational deceit. See, at the crossroad, there are two portals. And I'm going to end with this. In your conscious mind, you have choices. And at the crossroads, there are two portals. And I'm not trying to sound deep or, you know, take you to a place that you can't comprehend or, because I know you see this, because I see it as clear as day as I'm telling it to you, and I know you can see it. It's two portals. And you have to make a decision. on which direction you're going to go in. What kingdom you're going to wield your sword for. He's not going to take that choice from you. I don't care how many times preacher proselytize you. That decision is intimate and it's yours to make alone. So do you subscribe to the principles of the dark kingdom. 
do you subscribe to the principles of the kingdom of light? Everything done in the dark will come to the light. Because light is designed to illuminate, to inspire, encourage, motivate, create, give you discernment, wisdom, honor, integrity, dignity, nobility, majesticness. You know, that vigor. You're supposed to walk with that. And not be ashamed of having it. So when you come to the crossroads, it's okay to come as you are. It's okay to bring all your life experiences, all your failures, all your family origin issues, the things that shape you to be who you are, whether you like them or not, all the traumas. He wants all of that. He wants your stanky breath in the morning time. He wants the crud in your eyes. He wants the sweat after you worked out. That's how deep this goes. That's how much embedded in your life that he wants to be. And when you're at the crossroads, it's one beautiful thing that I'm gonna leave you there. Leave, leave you with. He's gonna meet you there because he's been standing that way, though. He's just waiting on you to come to a point of having to make a decision. He's standing there looking at you. To me, he expressed himself in my consciousness as this old Negro native man sitting carving a stick. That's how I see Yahshua. I talk to him every day, all the time, throughout the day. But the reason why he manifests like that in my conscious mind is because he knows that I adore my grandfather, Clyde Moore, a farmer, a man that you never really saw raise his voice, but he meant every word that he said, who gave me the principle of agriculture, who taught me how to live life through seed time and harvest. So that's why he manifests in my conscious mind as, you know, it doesn't, it's not even, it doesn't even look like my grandfather. It's a resemblance, a vibration, a reflection. But the reflection puts me in the mind that I'm talking to my grandfather about decisions, good, bad, coming back from college, making bad decisions, talking to him about it. So I continue that, you know, because that's the way I see Yahshua. As my counselor, as my father, and as my God. So when you get there, don't think that he ought to stand where he came from, because he was there with you the whole time. He was standing beside you. You good, bro? You making it? We're going to get through this. I know a dog down through that alley right there, but you know, guess what? You might get a little scary now, but guess what? You ain't alone. You have to believe that. And I wish I did, I could let you see what I see and you could believe it faster so that you can see your life change. 
Because it's my desire for you to see you live your best life. But in order to get to your best life, you have to yield. You have to make a choice at the crossroads. But you're not there alone. There's someone standing there waiting for you. Hopefully your brothers are walking towards that marking time with you. So that when you have to walk up there and you look into the left and to the right, and you're looking at Yahshua's principles, the kingdom of light, and you're looking at the dark kingdom, the kingdom that has real dark principles that they practice, He's going to be standing there waiting on you, hoping that you choose him because he ain't going to force you to choose him. Choose the right portal. Remember, King's Gate Kings.